All right, welcome everybody to the program, and I am very excited to have an amazing man of God, one of the few that I can track with, and he tracks with me, and, and we're seeing <laughs> God move in our nation in this hour. Mr. Benjamin Arde, welcome to the program, sir. Great to be with you, Todd. As always, you're, you're a great inspiration and a really a blessing, really gifted in the Lord and gifted as a communicator, so... Wonderful to be with you and an honor to be with you actually today. Well, the, the feeling is uh, mutual. It's an honor to have you. And I want to, I know I've had you on the show before, but this may be the first time that some of the audience has, you know, my audience has been introduced to you. And so kind of give us a little background, who you are, what you're up to, and uh, some of the things that God's doing in your life. Well, my name is Benjamin, as you know, Benjamin Arday, and I, I uh, b- was born in South Africa. My dad being from a French family, my mother, is, you know, South African, Dutch a Jewish family. But anyway, so God really touched my parents in a mighty way. My dad being, you know, used to go to the Catholic church every day, went to mass every day, and he had a supernatural encounter with the Lord. And 300 of his family members got saved straight after that. My mom got saved. And um, my uncle uh, and on Pierre and Josiane also became mighty evangelists. And they started traveling around the world. So as a young kid, I went to a lot of countries like the Philippine Islands, Hong Kong, I uh, went to Mauritius. In Mauritius, there was a revival that broke out yeah. in, in literally in a year and a bit. There was over, I think it was about five. Remember, the meetings were like 5,000 people, demons being cast out, mm. miracle signs and wonders. So that was sort of my upbringing. My parents were radical when they got saved. They went into sackcloth and ashes. And, uh, and as a kid, they lived by faith. They left everything and lived by faith for the Lord. We had many miracles. Like I remember the one time God told my dad, to drive from Joburg to Durban, and we had only had one tank of gas, which is about, I think it's like <laughs> 500 miles, Yeah, and it was a miracle. I remember going with my dad in the car and just experiencing the, the supernatural. So we saw a lot of miracles. I'm just going quickly, but no, like one of the miracles was my dad said, Benjamin, because we had no food, we lived by faith, and it was sort of like the start of the ministry where nobody knows you, right. and you're just raw in there trusting God. And uh, we had no food. I had a young sister at the time. My dad called me, said, Benjamin, let's lay hands on the refrigerator. Let's believe God for miracles. <laughs> I love and it. we laid hands on the refrigerator. And um, the next day I came downstairs and in the refrigerator, there was a little bit of milk and it was like thick cream. Hmm. And I, I said to my dad, I said, dad, you need to come and check this out. And uh, so he came and checked it out. He said, well, let's just add water to it. So we added water to it. And the next day, the same thing happened. No and the way. next day, the same thing happened. And the next day, the same thing happened. And for seven days, it was just God showing he's our provider, you know. Yes. So um, we had many kind of those crazy type of miracles, uh, raw faith miracles like that growing up as a kid. That's so, right. you know, you want to know about me. But I, I was brought up in a home of a lot of prayer. So my parents would pray every day for hours. And I was brought up in that environment of prayer you know, praying in the spirit, praying in the word. And that's all I knew. I mean, we got in the car. If we were in the car, they'd be praying in the spirit. If we got home, they'd be praying in the spirit or they'd just be going out evangelizing. And that was like my upbringing. And um, or we'd be visiting people and it would be just the Lord, the Lord, the Lord. But uh, at, at a young age, at five years old, five, six years old, we were all praying in the room and I was on the floor and we were praying as a young boys, praying in the Holy Spirit right. for about two hours. You know, as, as there was about three other kids with me. And I heard this voice say, look up. And I looked up and I saw Jesus. He had his arms oh, open wide. Wow. And I heard him. All he said is, I'm calling you to the nations. Mm. And he, he said, I'm calling you. That's all I heard. And I felt his love. I felt his presence. I felt his glory. And I just knew, you know, God was about to do something. So from a young age, I used to see things prophesied over people. God just started to operate that way. But I believe a lot of it was also the environment I was in because it was a Holy Spirit, presence of God environment. And I think that's so important for parents to realize with their kids because parents want to push their kids into sports and entertainment. And they're focusing so much on the outside instead of realizing the inside is just as important because if you have the inside, God's going to take you through. So that was sort of my foundation was in the supernatural type. Mm. And yeah. in the presence of God. Well, let me stop you there. And I want to hear more of the story. But one of the things that you said, I don't want to forget this, is, is that you saw miracles and signs and wonders. One of them was that story you talked about with the milk. 
I've seen things like that too. And I just want to share about that. Um, there's been times when our family also, we didn't have the rent or, you know, we didn't have the money and we prayed in the spirit and asked the Lord. And the next day God answered in a miraculous way. I've seen yeah. people healed, set free, delivered. You have too. And, and the reason why I say these things and is because I feel like uh, there's a good portion of people that are Christians, but that haven't necessarily had that background, Benjamin. And they haven't necessarily seen the miraculous work of God. And so fast forward that to today, and when you see COVID-19 and the different things, we're, we're not seeing a lot of people talking about laying hands on the sick and seeing them healed in Jesus' name. But, you know, because of where you and I come from, see, I, my parents were evangelists. My mom was out there preaching when I was young. I saw the same types of things. A wild time. You know, fire, you know. And, you know, we would be in the middle of nowhere at some church with 100 people praying in tongues and seeing miracle signs and wonders, right? And, <laughs> and so that's what I'm used to, right? And even yeah. before I really dedicated my life as an adult, that's what, you know, the DNA. So to us, it's a matter of fact. But how do we show people that, that have good faith that love the Lord, but just haven't seen these things. What would you say about, you know, the gifts are for today, miracles are still happening. How do we, how do we operate like that as a church? Oh, well, let me say it this way. I believe God's creating an environment for hunger, meaning yes. that there's nothing else. So in many ways with this COVID situation that's going on, and we believe it's going to turn around supernaturally, but the sooner we turn around, the sooner it'll turn around. Yeah. And the USA will turn around. So we're like at this critical point right now. I believe it's more at this moment about the core of the men and women of God, because mm. the responsibility is actually, yes, God can sovereignly move in, in areas, in, in cities and so forth. But, you know, if you think about it, it was the Pharisees that resisted Jesus. Yeah. And I'm not saying that everybody's Pharisaical, but I, I believe the church has become so political Mm. And it's functional, it's functional, but it's actually functional in its dysfunction. Mm. It's functioning outside of the parameters of how the early church was designated to operate, which was a book of Acts mindset. The book of Acts was that they sought the Lord. Yes. So there's the one side of we want the supernatural, we want the presence of God. But the other side is you cannot negate the process of God to, to move into that place. I believe God is bringing us back to our beginning right now. Mm. In many ways, because what we, you know, it's like giving somebody a machine gun. We don't want to run with the gifts till we've yeah. learned the responsibility. So that's the other side of it. So I believe this new season we're moving into is a maturing season wow. in the church. Yes. Yes. So this is all about really, you talk about awakening. Everybody talks about awakening, but a real awakening is to wake up to the reality of the spirit and the reality of the word and the reality of God's plan and agenda for that's what the church's function is. Right. As the oh, called out ecclesia good. of God to influence society from a position of authority or a position of knowing. So the miracles and signs and wonders are a byproduct. Yes. Of your positional experience in your relationship with God. So I believe that the church must go back to its proton or the Bible said the foundation of the church was built upon apostles and prophets. Proton, actually, our ministry is called Ark. God gave that word to me in 2000. And Ark means a bridge. Of, uh, it means a covering. It means a head. It's like the Ark where the two angels were together. He said, we're coming into a time where it'll be like dark, where Moses mm. and Aaron stood together against the darkness of the Pharaoh system. So in that sense, the proton means ark or in the beginning was the word. The beginning also is the word ark. So it's A-R-C-H-E, the foundation. So it's the laws of physics. God is bringing us back to the beginning. When the ark is there, the sparks fly. Now, what we have is we have a lot of evangelists running because they gifted that way. You have a lot of pastors dominating and over and actually interfering with the way the true function is, which is the apostles and the prophets. Mm. True apostles and prophets are not always visible yeah. because their function is to work in the invisible. And then they're supposed to disseminate to the 
the uh, pastors, the evangelists, and the teachers. You understand? But it's actually first the, the teachers. So you get the apostles. They get the revelation. Like Paul said, I know of a man who was caught up in the third heaven. If you see most of his mission, he was a lot of times even in prison, but he functioned very well in isolation. Yeah. As John the Revelator was in isolation as John the Baptist was in isolation. So they don't necessarily function always in the visible realm. So it's very difficult for the current church to understand apostles or prophets because uh, they expect the way the church has been, which is celebrity, everybody mm. sees them, all these things happen. But Paul said it this way as an apostle. He said, I'm the offscouring of all men. Yeah. What kind of apostle is that? John the Revelator, what ministry did he have? He was on the Isle of Patmos. Patmos means point. the killing of the flesh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's a great so, point. Yeah, yeah. Go on. Go on. Yeah. So, so, so I believe that the maturity is coming now. And I, the big thing I feel in my spirit is God is more concerned and he will allow things to happen to wake us up. But yeah. we can wake up now or we can wake up. In an, in an environment that we don't really want to wake up in and it's yeah. unnecessary. So that's kind of what I feel right now. So you've got ministers who are pushing in a way to try and fight it. But the key, what I feel in my spirit, because a lot of people are focusing on prophets because they have a very strong word of wisdom, or they have a very strong word of knowledge. The true gift of a prophet is actually discerning of spirits. Mm. It's the discernment which is lacking in the church today. So we have yes. a lot of dysfunction. If you actually look, a prominence in the prophetic apostolic has been very strong from about 2007 and very big on television. That's now, true. if you look at where the world has gone down, wow! If you, if you actually look at the timeline, because the prophets are supposed to be the gatekeepers. Yes. Now, if you are in a mixture as a prophet, because remember, your spirit, soul, and body must be in alignment. Okay. So if your if your soul so is mixed, say that man, I literally just got that word last night as yeah. I was praying before I went to bed. Wow, that's just confirmation, man. Because God is speaking about mind, body, spirit. You know, to eat healthy, to have a strong immune system in this hour. Yeah, uh, you know, all all of the above. And uh, go on, go on, please. So to be a voice, remember, Satan is looking for a voice. God is looking for a voice. The world is the world of manifestation. God created with his words. So prophets, remember Balaam, God shut the mouth of Balaam and would only let him speak God's words. But the, the invisible realm, there's the soul realm, there's the heaven realm. Right. If you mix, you're going to release all kinds of mixture. And this is what I've seen with a lot of the current prophets today. I believe God is going to bring an adjustment, but look at the timeline. Hmm. Uh, oh, hold on my phone yet. Let me put that on. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, if you look at the timeline, you'll see that the gates of hell, the Bible says, I'll build my church, the gates of hell will not prevail against you. When the enemy comes in like a flood, I'll raise a standard. Remember yes. that standard is people in unity right. with the voice of God's spirit. That unity is the same mindset. Anyway, we're not going to get into it. All I'm saying is that you can lower the standard because you demand the people, you, de you listen to the demands of the people. So God is bringing, I believe, more adjustments. And that's where we're going to see the true supernatural. Because the true supernatural, I'm going on here, but the no, true good. supernatural church, there was a structure. I was, I was with a guy named Malcolm Smith many years ago. He was one of the big guys in the revival in the 70s. Yeah. And I remember I got to spend some time with him when I used to be with Marilyn Hickey when I lived in Denver right. at the time. And um, anyway... He was one of the guys in the charismatic move in the 70s and with Derek Prince and all of them. Sure. And he said to me, he said, the big thing I saw was we had flash floods. Mm. He said that we need to dig the trenches for the rivers to flow. We need to dig the dams. Nobody That's wants right. to dig the dams. Mm. Nobody wants to dig the riverbeds for the revival to move forward for generations yes. and that's what the church's function is now so you said that about the supernatural and i believe the supernatural but i believe god is bringing us to that you know to that new season for it you you nailed it man because we have to be walking in repentance as a church in the body you know we need to be yeah. repentant we need to be walking in holiness purity righteousness and in in really preaching and teaching the full word of god i think there's been 
um, a, a disconnect in the American church and, and uh, you know, other places in the world, maybe in South Africa, you can uh, elaborate on that, but where we've disconnected from key elements of scripture, uh, very important aspects, very important doctrinal aspects. And, and as the body of Christ, we've kind of wanted to be almost, we're trying to be relevant with society instead of understanding that Jesus is always relevant. So we don't need to be uh, you know, worried about our relevance, trying to look like and act like the world or, you know, or get into performance, as you, I think you mentioned earlier, you know, we need to be yeah. more concerned that we're right in alignment with the Holy Spirit of living God, that we're yeah. seeking God, that we're right before God. Um, you know, none of us are perfect. I'm not trying to say that. Yeah. But we can't allow uh, a little leaven to come in because what does the Bible say? A little leaven leavens the whole lump. Well, you know, once you let a little leaven come in, you know, you, you compromise. Just it's like a like a waterfall; it just keeps coming. And right. uh, we've seen a lot of that. And so, you know, uh, man, I've I've seen so much, and I, I bet you have too. Uh, over the years, that I probably, if I didn't have an encounter with Christ on my own, I probably, to be quite real, right now, I'm just being really raw and transparent. I probably would have walked away. Because I saw so many things that discouraged me as a person, but because I had my encounter with Christ and I can't deny that he's real, I stayed, okay? That's right. and, and that is where I get concerned because if I feel that way, how many others feel that way, Benjamin? And what, you know, what can we do as a body to get back in alignment? And you, you just, you really nailed it because you said that's what we need to do as a church. We, the supernatural, all that, that's a, an aspect of what'll come. But when we're in alignment, walking in the presence of God, seeking his face, you know, uh, hungering well, and thirsting. The reality is if you look at Lucifer, Lucifer's a light bearer. Yeah. Lucifer, when he got the anointing, it didn't go away because the gifts and the callings are without repentance. That's right. They there. That's the danger. So God, you know, we're saying where to go back. We got to just go back to really where the book of Acts is. And I, and I, I believe more than what God is doing now with the church and I, th I think the danger is we want to try and go back to what we had. We're in a season where the world is changing and we've got to see where is God moving, not going back to what we had, but to what he has. Mm. It's like old wine and, skin, right? I mean, we yeah. can't go back to that. Yeah. But I believe the secret right now, and this is what the Lord said to me where I was just getting ready two weeks ago. Look, we launched Pray for SA two years ago and we're doing a lot of praying Right. But, tell, tell us a little bit about that, man. Tell, tell us about that. Well, basically in 2018, in July, we we're doing a 21 day fast. And as a church, we fast and pray regularly, you know, cause that's the way I've trained our people. Right. And it's a great way to, you know, it sifts the people regularly to when you operate that way with sure. prayer and fasting. Yep. But after the 21 days, just so I think it was about the 19th day of this 21 day fast, 2.30 in the morning, I had this dream and I saw this outbreak of violence in South Africa huh. and I saw genocide wanted to break out. I saw it kind of like what happened in Rwanda yeah. and wanted to come into South Africa. And then I saw a spirit that wanted to be released around the world of what was going on in South Africa. Huh. And I woke up and I said to the Lord, what must I do? And I saw a vision. I saw a hashtag pray for SA. He said, take it. I think, and I shared this with you the last time, yeah. and I saw it like a little stone like Daniel. He said, that in the last days, I'm going to use prayer as a weapon to destroy the mountain. And, and he said, prayer is agreement with my will. And when people get into unity in prayer, they're going to break through and smash that. Remember, prayer is also Jesus being obedient to the will of the Father was also prayer. So there's many right. dynamics to prayer. But right. so we released that and God has really broken through. We've actually had 80 million views already. It's crazy. And uh, with Pray for SA, a lot of people from overseas. Then the Lord this year, um, and we, we've, we've seen results, but you know, the thing is, is people, it's hard for them to understand. And, and as a, my, my, my position is that God has called me as a voice since a young boy, and I don't say it in arrogance, and in a prophetic call, my yeah. assignment is just to be a voice. The word of the Lord said, if you receive a prophet, the name of a prophet, you get a prophet's reward. If you see one of these little ones mm. or belittled ones, you understand. And that's the difficulty when you see a belittled ones, because many mm. times the apostles will be belittled ones. It's but true. it's to recognize the voice, even in a child. Yeah. And uh, so the Lord just said, get it out there. So there has been a response, not so much from the church but from people outside the church. We've got 45,000 people with us praying every month. 
So oh, that's yeah. great. <laughs> and From outside the church. That's amazing. I mean, it's, yeah, it is really awesome. And then the Lord, when we got in the States, in fact, I just, when I just started, I got on the phone with you, you, yeah. you interviewed me. Yeah. And then uh, God gave me that word about, you know, 2017, which is on a previous broadcast about right. a lot of the interruption and disruptions and nowhere to go. You know, the, the prophetic yes. word God gave. Yes. But in that time, he said, I want you to release, pray for the world and pray for USA. So we've released pray for USA. We've had over 2 million you know, likes on the posts we've had with pray for S, pray for the world. Right. And not about numbers and pray for USA. We had over 85,000 views just on the video that we released. We actually had the guys from the movie, um, one of the movies unplanned that actually helped us to do the video for okay. pray for USA. So praise right. God for that. I don't know if you saw the video. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Amazing. So we I mean, released that video. Amazing work. And the prayer is such a key thing. Like you said, you know, a lot of us, we, we worry, we get, you know, concerned about all things that are happening, but we forget to pray. And as the yeah. church, that's our powerful weapon that we have. And that's what the enemy doesn't want us doing. So you're calling the people of God to prayer. Well, what I believe God is doing is he's calling, first of all, the call is for the leaders to come together. Yeah. So it's a vehicle that is very powerful in media. So you, you can see in the back, there's pray for the world. Yeah. Pray for the world is a powerful tool. You understand that can be more, if you want to use the word morphed into many forms mm -hmm. to get the word out there. And God, I believe we're going to bring the leaders together because yeah. this is the key now to use it. We're busy developing an app where people can download this app with the 40 day fast that is coming shortly. Okay. Um, there are pastors and leaders from Australia, from England, from the Slavic nations, from South Africa, from the USA, uh, from uh, Brazil. We've got some really powerful pastors from Brazil because we've already translated into Portuguese, Spanish, mm. French, Dutch, uh, Afrikaans, Zulu, I mean, Kosa, as wow. well as uh, I can't remember all the different languages, lots of different languages, which has been a lot of work. Yeah. So we do a monthly, I'm, I'm kind of going a bit all over, but we do a okay. monthly prayer manual. Right. And people can download that. But I believe God said to me, he said, we're in a time now where, and I heard it very clearly because I was just going to teach on fasting. And as I was going to teach on this fasting, I, I, the Lord said, you need to call a fast. Call the people you know. Call a fast now. It's extremely important. This is a pivotal time in America. It is. But it's also a pivotal time in the, in the world. He yes. said America is key. That they, they, there's, a, there's a strategy, a demonic strategy to destroy this nation. And he said, just like Esther called a fast, just like Jehoshaphat called every city to join in the fast, call the leaders mm. and tell them to join and call on them to join this fast, That's right. uh, which is 40 days. Daniel, well, originally I said, well, 21 days. And I heard the voice of the Lord very clearly in my spirit. He said, no, 40 days. I said, okay. 40 days. And he said, as confirmation, he said, I want you to do it on the eighth. He said, look at the finished day. So I said, okay, I'm going to do it on the eighth. I looked at the day we finish or we complete the fast after 40 day, days doing the Daniel fast. We finish the day before that six o'clock or that nighttime we finish the day before the next day is Rosh Hashanah. Now, wow. I don't know if you know timelines, sure. but in the, in the Jewish uh, belief system, right. uh, the new year, because it's connected to, you know, the, 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 the solar calendar yes. and so forth. Um, it, it's very strategic. So I believe God is strategic. I believe, and you think about Rosh Hashanah means the head. Rosh means the head. Yeah. God wants us to be the head and not the <laughs> tail. Thank you. So I believe we're going to take headship. It's a very pivotal time. If leaders, you're, you're a leader, you call the, if you can call the leaders and other yes. leaders, this is not about me or ministry. Right. Right. On Pray for the World, you won't see me. I'm getting other men of God. You, you think of a television station like TBN or, or God TV or any of them. It, it's not about me. It's about men of God that are going to come on board. They're going to pray three times a day. You can download it. You can join wherever you are. If you're in your car, if you're at home, you can, you can get connected. And it's about corporately getting into unity in the same spirit around the world because yes. this is a global, global plan of right. attack. 
that we're going to stand before the Lord like with Esther when Haman had an attack and God broke the attack through the spirit of intercession and prayer Mm -hmm. and fasting. And we many stories from Jonah, you're a man of God, you're a minister, Nehemiah. And I mean, and so I believe the Lord, yes, wants to release a revival. God wants to release a mighty move of God. And we're not going to go out of this world, uh, you know, defeated. We're right. going with glory and power. That's right. Hallelujah. Yes, we are. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot of the things that you're saying, and I know that we, we both track each other, you know, and, and whatnot. I follow you on social media and whatnot. But a lot of what you're yeah. saying, Benjamin, are the same things that, that I've been feeling and hearing. And so yeah. that's why you know, I say in the totally. beginning that you and I track and it's like, you know, when, when I'm in somebody that is, I call like a key alignment that I feel God has put, you know, connected me with. It's amazing how similar and closely connected we are in hearing the same thing and not hearing it. I'm not necessarily saying because I heard it from you. I'm saying I heard it from the Lord and you're, you're confirming those things. So, you know, the Lord's been putting heavy on my heart fasting. And we know the word of God says some things through prayer and fasting, you know, and, and, yeah, and nothing, in, these things do not depart, but by prayer and fasting. That's right. And so here we are in this pivotal moment. I think you mentioned a few minutes ago, it's a defining moment, especially for the United States. But you, you mentioned something which I think a lot of Americans don't fully understand. And part of the reason why you have this view and understanding is because you've been around the world and you've yeah. lived around the world. You're from another country. And so you can understand this, that our world, the United States is, is, is holding back communist China is holding back, you know, there, there's really not that many forces in the world that, that, are, that are holding back Russia, China. If the United States goes into a vacuum, if we had an economic collapse or something that made us, uh, you know, neutered as a country or empowered, what would happen in the world from your standpoint, uh, Benjamin? You, you, you're coming from South Africa. You spent time in other nations. What happens if the U.S. falls? Because I want Christians to understand that. Well, well, what I'll say is the kingdom of God will go on. God's people will That's be okay. Right. But the way we know the world as we know it is not going to be the same. Not that America's God, but I no. believe the Judeo-Christian values that the foundation of the USA, the foundation really of the European uh, system, even though it's been corrupted, is based on Judeo-Christian values. And you, if right. you've studied revivals, you'll see that every time revivals broke loose, uh, innovation and, uh, and right. blessings came. That's Look right. at Abraham Lincoln. America was on the verge of a dis- great destruction and Abraham Lincoln. I was actually blessed. When we launched Pray for SA, I, I came to the USA a month afterwards and I was invited to speak at the Republican National Convention. Wow. And um, God yeah. really blessed me. And I said, we're going to launch Pray for USA. God said, just launch it there. And I launched it in the spirit. Mm. And and straight afterwards, five days later, I was invited to go to Washington, D.C. I stayed in this house where Charles Parham owned the house, where the revival broke loose. And in that house, I went to sit on this chair. I didn't know whose chair it was. I found that it was Abraham Lincoln's chair mm, where he on. called for a fast. Now, I know he made mistakes and he wasn't a perfect guy. But one thing he did do was he called for fasting and prayer. Right. And right. he even knew that it had the power to turn this nation around. And I believe we're going to turn this nation around. But as you say, America is one of the nations that, first of all, supports missionaries, supports the gospel, stands stands for the kingdom of God, but it has become corrupted. The church has become a business. Um, So there's a lot of things that I believe God wants to bring us, as you said, rightly so. We're in a critical season. We must make a decision, and never before in history has the church been shut down. Yeah. Never before, not that I know of, well, in the you, world. Will you speak on that? So, you know, I get calls every day, Benjamin, and pastors. You know, I have a lot of communication in California, obviously, a lot of you know, good friends that are pastors out there. They're going through it out there. Uh, they have to make yeah. really tough decisions right now. You know, do they defy what Governor Newsom is basically saying as a mandate right now where churches need to be closed? Do they defy it? You know, a lot of churches are finding workarounds. But to me, and I've always, I think you know this because we talked about this, but I've always felt unsettled. I've always felt a check in my spirit about the church's closing. And I took a lot of heat for it in the initial stages of the coronavirus. Uh, some of my friends were arrested. They dealt with uh, police coming to their church saying they're going to shut down their power. 
you know, I've never felt right about it, but you know, we all know a lot more now than we did a few months ago. So I can understand from a pastor's perspective, a liability standpoint, you know, we did, there's some great online technology like we're using right now that pastors have been able to utilize and get the message out. But here we are now, it's July. We're going to be going in August in a few days. Churches are still shut down. What is your perspective on that, Benjamin? What should pastors be doing? Should we open up? What do you think about that? Well, when this first happened, I said, and I said it very clearly, I said, God is in control. And we need to know God is more in control than we think. So we can fight it. But the real way we're going to fight it, because I see many people are fighting it in their own personality. The mm. word of the Lord said, not by might, not by power, but by the spirit of the Lord. Yes. Weapons of be, our warfare, not carnal. Hallelujah. They're not yeah. carnal. So be awake and to be aware is to say, God, what are you trying to say? Because God is still God. Yeah. I'm not saying we don't have rights in, as Americans and we don't have rights for what we have rights for, but there's something deeper. And sometimes we've got to look deeper than what is visible and see, well, what is God trying to say? Because I know pastors that relaunched their churches and then they, 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 some of their members got COVID and so forth. And that is shut down again. Mm-hmm. So it's been troublesome. I, as a pastor, I have a church in South Africa and we have a, you know, we have a large building and so forth. We haven't operated during this time. We can only probably start next year. But wow. for me, I just said, Lord, you know what? You taught me to live by faith. I'm not bound by a church. We are the church. Yeah. So I'm not limited by time and space. We can go any way or anywhere. Now, that's just my own personal belief system. I think for a lot of guys, because that's all they know, me traveling around the world following the Lord, for me, I'm always married to Jesus, not to the ministry. Right. I'm not right. married to what I do. I'm married to Jesus. Right. And I'm obedient to what he says because it's the word in me. But I believe the Lord is trying to do something because we're receiving, what we're receiving right now is a shakeup. It's a shakeup for a wake up. Mm, yeah. God is actually saying, listen, this is what's going on. If you don't wake up, and I'm not talking about waking up politically. Right. I'm talking waking up to saying, God, Listen, either there's going to be, and I'm just going to say this, the false church, and I'm going to call them the false church, the compromised church, right. they will give over, they will be given rights. We know like in places like China, as long as they don't do baptisms, they're allowed to function as a church, water baptism. So yeah. we know that there will always be a false or a religious church because that's biblical. Yeah, the but state, the true church, the state-run church in China. The state-run church, yeah. But the true church, this is a wake up for the true church. Yeah, and I believe that, this is what I refer this, to as the remnant, right? Well, you're yeah, saying, <laughs> there we go. That's it, the remnant. And, and, and God is really in this time, it's a wake up for the remnant to gather together. And I believe this global prayer and fasting of 40 days, God wants to release what the church is called for. Because the church is called, as you said, the supernatural, hmm. the power and the power structure that God wants to do. Because we got into the mode you know, when television came out in the USA, it's a tremendous tool, just like the internet. And sure. ministers became more, it became a celebrity. When you, when you got to that level of ministry, you, you didn't need to really rely on God anymore. At some level you do, but you can also come up with a cause and people right. get behind it. And you yeah, understand you got, where I'm you saying. You got fans, you got money at your disposal. Uh, you live similar to what a celebrity kind of lifestyle would be, uh, yeah. you know, some more than others. Uh, uh, but you're right. And so, so my friend, Sean Foyt, he's saying the church has left the building. Would you agree with that? The church is, it's, it's into the streets or, I mean, do we still need to assemble in the building? Cause you know, there's this big debate right now going on and I have a, a a lot of people on different sides of this here. So, so what you say is you to, for totally me. Wait. I say, I say, I say. I don't say the church has left the building. I say God has put a lot of things on pause. Okay. I don't say the church is going to the streets. I say God is God is just trying to get us. Like I said, we're in a shakeup for a wake up because go. we need to wake up from our sleep and our slumber. You know, again, people are looking for things to do. There is always an opportunity for evangelism, but really the Lord wants to call his sons and his daughters to himself to start preparing for where he's moving. Remember the five wise and the five foolish? The five wise were ready when the revival came. The five foolish wasted their oil, meaning they had anointing, 
They had the goods, but they were using it. So mm -hmm. when it came time, they had all their revivals. They were out revivaled, meaning that there's a timing in God for what he's going to do. Uh, and that's where the people get confused. So you, they push these novices and there's a lot of movement, 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 instead of strategizing with the generals in the kingdom for what God wants to do long term. And in fact, we end up losing, if I call it the corporate wealth, mm. which is oil. Yeah. Yeah. You understand? No, I got you, man. I mean, I think, you know, I, I, I tend to agree. Uh, you know, my philosophy on it is this. I think that, you know, I, I take serious what the word says, we're don't forsake the assembly together, the brethren, right? Yeah. And I think, you know, uh, I worked a lot in deliverance ministry, you know, down in Los Angeles, a lot of people are coming off oh. drugs and alcohol and, you know, had demons and different things like that. And a lot of things that are almost taboo to a lot of the church today. But, you know, we've seen people manifesting demonically. We've seen, you know, we've prayed over them and, and yeah. anointed them and seen them delivered. And, you know, I've seen people healed, like I said earlier. And so, you know, those things aren't so bizarre to me uh, because we've, we've seen that. Yeah. But that being said, um, you know, it's hard to do that online. But I think, I think and, what and we need God, to do. God is going to move that way. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. God is going to move in that way. But really what I believe is it's, it's like in my spirit, it's like a very critical moment where God wants us to come, especially the church has come into a place of great maturity. So it's almost like a pause to readjust, to refocus, right. to reset, right. and then to go out. So there's, what the Lord is calling, there's a repentance. It is, there's yes. no, even in this time, think about it. There really has not been a repentance. Everybody's been focused so on, we question. need to go back to what we're going back to. That's all. Have Okay, so you, you just hit again on a bullseye right there. So, so my question, yeah. here, here's the thing. So what I was, what I was kind of trying to say is, is that I think, like there's a church that I know, what they did, they found a workaround. They, they got a uh, Jethawk Stadium in Palmdale that has a AAA baseball training stadium. And the, uh, they were able to use that for their services. So it's outside. People are yeah. practicing social distancing. They're still coming together. And then for those that want to watch online, they have that availability, right? Then there's other churches I know. They're, they're, they're breaking up the church and meeting in different homes, but still assembling, you know, as, as brethren so that they can be there to minister to each other. So there's different things that are happening. Yeah. And I think what you're trying to say is, is that we're supposed to be doing all the different aspects of the church, evangelizing, going out into, yeah. you know, at, at Balo, go out and cast out and drive out, right? All those different things. So, Basically, what we need. But to what I'm really saying is that we got to get back to the core now. To the it's root. Like people the root. are still trying to go back to what they've always done. So and God so is trying to get us back that, to that root. Make it crystal clear. You're saying go back to basically pre-COVID, kind of like you know, back to the mega church with the great worship team and the you know maybe some smoke machines and lights and all that. And you're saying that's not where we're going from here. We need to go back to maturity of not that those things are horrible or, or you know, against the Lord per se, but we're, we're maturing into another level. Is that what I'm getting from you? I believe, as I say, it's a shake up for a wake up. God yeah. is busy shaking us loose. And if we are sensitive and not stiff, we'll move in where the direction that the Holy Spirit is taking corporately his people to. Right. Because you must understand there's another agenda at play here. And that's where the church is asleep. They either, they see, some of them see the agenda in the flesh and they're trying to fight fire with fire. But there's another sinister agenda that we have to get back to where our core authority is. I'm trying to get it in, in the spirit clear. You understand? Right. Which is in prayer and fasting and separation and in repentance, that's the, it's a simple thing, right. but it's very key. And I believe if that begins to, to start coming in the USA, then we're going to see a proper revival, right. a proper move of God. And, uh, but th those guys were God. In, in 2017, the word the Lord gave me was this. He said, there will be a disruption in the world. And he said, in that disruption, 
I'm just going to paraphrase. There will be nowhere to go. Mm. And he said, many will freak out, but it'll be for the good. And I believe the one, the one of the reasons that it'll be for the good is that ultimately God's going to work it out for the good. Yeah. But the other thing is it's going to be good for us because everything is being disrupted and we're trying to function in the disruption, but it's difficult to try and find our way. Everybody's kind of scheming their way instead of finding God's way. And I'm, I'm, this is a blanket statement. There's many variables in there. You understand? But the Lord said there'll be nowhere to go. Then he said this. He said, many have diluted. They've diluted and they've diluted. But he said, they are going to be taken out, out, out. Their lights are going off, off, off. And the Lord said, I'm turning the lights on of the true. And I believe this is the season that we're in. So I want to say this. And in, in, in May, God gave me a word. And I spoke about Revelation chapter 8. And I said in, in Revelation chapter 8, when the prayers went up, the angels took the prayers, you know the scripture, put it in the bowl, and then the Lord began to release his lightnings, his thunders, and his earthquakes. I preached that word and I spoke, I actually want to share this prophecy about, I got in that same month here at a prayer meeting in Denver, Colorado. I shared that word and straight away, an hour afterwards, lightning struck. Uh, Washington Memorial. And I said, right. God is going to start to release the lightnings now as a confirmation of this word that he's speaking. I just want to share this now because this is what I want to just share. God spoke. I don't know how much time we've got, so I don't want yeah, to. Just a couple uh, minutes, but go ahead. A couple ahead minutes. Let me just yeah. read this. Much right. change is coming in the political arena. Um, hold on. There's another call now. Much change. Let me wait there. Yeah. Much change is coming in the political arena. Keep praying. Many surprises. Wow. Many are in indecision. This is now the middle of May. Many are in indecision. This is before the riots broke out. They are indecisive. They don't know. They don't know. In fear, keep praying for I will move them. In the midst of it, I will raise the voice of my sons. There will be a certain word that will bring security and balance. And I believe God's bringing that forth with this. This is what's actually going on. The lights are going on on those that actually have a clarity of understanding and a spiritual voice. That's why you're starting today on this broadcast, amen, yeah. with yeah. video. Listen, yeah. what shall deliver, what shall deliver, what shall save, what shall save, what shall save this nation, what shall save and deliver? For if left, the storm is too big, the waves are too big, the impossibility is too great, everything has been set for a perfect storm, but they've not factored in my hand. Mm -hmm. And the way I saw it was, I saw like dominoes, like there were things set in motion that wanted to trigger, boom, 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 that had been planned. Now listen to what he said. They've not factored in my hand. They've not factored in my power. They've not factored in my servants. They've not factored in my people. There shall be a great opening and a greater calling in the White House and the seeking out even as Nebuchadnezzar sought, even as Belshazzar sought, even as Pharaoh sought, and so they shall be sought. I'm orchestrating, then I shall save the nations in this time from great orchestrated destruction and calamity. And this wow. is about America because it's very pivotal right now. But yes. the orchestration is that there's been a lot of pre-planning. What we're living in right now is, isn't just happening. It's orchestrated. So what God's saying is, I'm reorchestrating what's been orchestrated. I'm just going to go quick because of the time. Yeah. As I was in Exodus to Moses, so I hear the Exodus, meaning that the Lord said there's an Exodus and an exiting of an old and entering into the new. Just we discussed this, the old methods. So God's moving us from the old methods, and this is the adjustment that we're all in right now. That's why we need to seek the Lord and say, God, what is it you're preparing for us in the 21st century? Right. And many of the White House, uh, what they shall see with their own eyes what they shall see of what has been planned, what has been planned, shall bring great fear upon them. Many have thought, oh, but this is, this is, this is mean the negative side. Oh, this is great what is going on, but it shall be even greater, for I shall use these events. In other words, God's going to use what they've planned. Yes. And he's going to use it That's to birth his. Me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I shall use many of these events. This is prior to all these riots in Portland prior to all these uh, rights all over, God said, I'll use many of these events. And remember, those events are triggering other events. Yeah. Wanting yeah. to trigger other events. Um, to shake loose the infrastructure of what has established itself in this nation and bring many back 
even from the top, meaning that what I felt in my spirit, I'm gonna, I've got two more minutes. Yeah. Many in the political arena started with good hearts. They got corrupted and they stuck and they cannot get out of that corruption. They, 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 there's a stranglehold over them. Many of them deep in their hearts, they feel guilt. There's a lot of guilt. There's a lot of shame, but they can't change. The, the, the way they've been doing things. But the Lord said, what I shall do shall be from the top. What I shall do shall be from the head. What I shall do, it shall flow down and I shall do it. Well, even the president and even those that are with shall see that it is only something that is getting out of their control, but not too impossible for God, a very unique thing that I am. And he didn't go into clarity about that. Mm -hmm. If you would pray and keep in the spirit and keep in the word, a unique thing that I'm preparing for this time of my grace, if you would carry on. And even as I call my people, I will cause a great disturbance against many things that have been planned. Then yeah. he said, for some even centuries, mm. for this great, and he didn't say what it is, but I believe there's a great move of the Spirit yeah. coming. And we're right there. We're yes. right there. We just push through. For years that it was impossible, that was impossible for man is possible for God. This is what I shall show the enemies for what he has planned. Right. As you pray, I will speed it up. I will speed up my justice. I will speed up my righteousness. I will speed up my vindication and my hand and a placing and a replacing. So I leave that there. I just felt that you, you got a lot today. Yeah. I'm glad you shared that, Benjamin. And, and yeah. you know, it, it's right on. And, you know, you got me thinking, I have a kind of an interesting call and a, and a unique call where, you know, I have a lot of people in, in public office and government that I speak to regularly and pray with. So a lot of times, you know, it, it's a difficult balancing act for me. But, I, you know, at the end of the day, I love talking about the Word of God. I love getting people saved, set free, healed, delivered. And, you know, I don't want to talk about these other things. But, you know, a lot of times, uh, you know, I'm pulled into it because of the hour that we're in, you know, so it's a yeah. difficult thing. But I say that to say this, what you're saying is the most important thing out of anything that I normally say, or if you see me on social media, whatever, this is it, prayer. If the people of God would come together and pray as a nation, yeah. I believe God's going to heal our prayers. He's going to hear them from heaven. He's going to hear our prayer and he's going to respond to them. And I believe he wants to give us more time so that we can go out in the highways, the byways, do all the things that the ecclesia, as you mentioned in the beginning of the interview, that we're meant to be doing, that maybe we haven't been doing right. And uh, I'm going to ask you, my friend, if you can pray right now, since you mentioned about prayer, how we can get on track. This is a pivotal time right now. Yeah. You're about to call thousands of people to prayer and fasting, maybe hundreds of thousands, maybe millions. Let's you know, trust God. Let's, let's give us a prayer right now that we can get in alignment as the body of Christ, my friend. Okay. Father, Lord, your word goes forth and your word as it goes. Your word said that may the king of glory, Psalm 24, come down. And your word said that also he will tear open the heavens. So we say king of glory. We are in the USA standing as God's believers in America. Lord Todd's in Nashville. I'm in Denver. We standing on the ground with our feet firmly planted and we take dominion yes. over the territory. Yes. And we say in the mighty name of Jesus, yes. every foul work of the enemy, every foul work of destruction, every foul plan of the enemy, every orchestrated plan shall be brought to naught by yes. the power and the might of yes. God. Lord, we thank you that you will begin to tear open the heavens, O King of glory, and come down that in the White House, they yes. will see and they will experience from the top that they will call out from the top. They will cry out from the top. Lord, that things will not get out of hand. But you did say in that word, there's an orchestrated plan for things to get out of hand, but they've not factored in your hand. That's and right. we thank you, Lord, for your hand, that your mighty hand as Acts chapter 4 spoke about it. God to do signs and wonders and miracles with lightnings and thunder and Lord to begin to turn things around. Father, empower those that are standing for righteousness. Empower those that are standing for truth. We do consider all the pastors and the leaders, yeah. Lord, that, have, that are shepherds over the flock. They've got sheep 
that, that they are taking care of and congregants and Lord, there's a lot of needs and it's difficult, Father, for them. I thank you, Lord, for giving strategy to your servants, Lord. I thank you that the apostles and the prophets can gather together and your church can gather together, Lord, as we pray for the world. You will begin to speak as you spoke to Moses, as you spoke to John, as you spoke even as Jesus went on the mountain and you spoke with Peter and James, Lord, that you will speak to your servants. For Lord, we don't need another plan, but we need a God for God destined strategy for the season. Lord, I thank you for Todd as he's Lord being a voice, Lord, and he's gone through the enemy is trying to take his legs from under him. And, and cause him to trip, Lord, just because there's so many things that have been coming against him. But I thank you. Your word said you give your angels and you lift them up. And he's going into a different sphere of influence and a different sphere of authority and a different sphere of people. Father, for you're going to do it supernaturally, for that is what you plan right now. I declare right now that the winds of the Spirit will begin to fall as the people, your people, listen to bring a peace, a tranquility, a refreshing, and a new anointing. And Lord, that this latter part, August, September, Lord, I just picked August and September are very pivotal months right now for what you're planning in the earth. And yes, we are in the world on knife's edge. But Father, though we are knife's edge, again, Lord, As we humble ourselves and we seek your face, like Esther fasted and prayed, she called a fast. Judah called, uh, Jehoshaphat called a fast to all the cities of Judah. Lord, we're calling this fast. We're calling this 40-day fast. We're calling to pray three times a day. Lord, as we gather together from around the world, as these leaders and pastors, you bring them on board. We will begin to see this unity. Lord, I think about 40 days, three times a day, 120, that you bring your 120 together. And Lord, as we begin to gather together, as the early church began to experience, Lord, we're not pushing, we're not striving, but we are waiting on the Lord and we are calling on the Lord. And we thank you that you you are going to begin to start a mighty intervention, Lord. Lord, The left and right are not our enemies. The devil is our enemy. And we speak peace now. We speak peace to these riots. We speak peace to the disturbance that has been going on around this nation. That Father God, as we are seeking your face, you would begin to bring your spirit into those areas of the darkest places and you will turn it around. Thank you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we praise you. Amen. Amen. Wow. Praise God. Thank you, my brother. Well, I am so thankful. Listen, how can people find out more about some of the things you talked about today? I know we didn't get to go into your whole testimony. I would have loved to and and all the things that you're you're doing. And so how can they find out more about what you're up to? Prayfortheworld.com. There's Pray for USA. So pray for P-R-A-Y and then the number four, USA.us. Or for the fasting, pray, P-R-A-Y, for theworld.com. And everything's on there. In the next, I'd say, five to seven days, we're going to have an app. You can download the app. Everything will be there. You'll get your notifications when you're supposed to pray. That's and, awesome. uh, and all of that. So you'll be able to join with. And we've got, we've got a friend of mine in L.A. He's a really top chef. And, I mean, he's done everybody from Madonna to, uh, you know, the Beach Boys and so <laughs> forth. And, so, and even uh, Clinton and so forth. But yeah. he's a very good chef. And he's coming up with all these good meals that uh, recipes that we can do for the Daniel's wow. fast. That's so we're awesome. going to have a good Daniel's fast, you know. All right. I'm and, in, uh, and, man. I'm in, and I want to continue to update uh, the audience yeah. and let people know as things go. So we'd love to have you back on sometime soon. And we're praying for you. We appreciate you, my friend. Thank you, Todd. Thank you for everything that you're doing. We honor you and, and your family, and just thank you very much.